Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Keeson. With me today are life coaches Cindy Chavez and Jackie Gates. This is your daily dose of happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. And happy Wednesday. I know it's a happy Wednesday for me because I get to talk with Cindy and Jackie. That's always a happy Aww. one. Oh, yeah. you're such a flatterer. <laughs> That's true. That's the best part. Is, that, is, is it flattery if it's actually true? No, no, no it's, not, it's like it's yeah. not bragging if you can back it up. So. Yeah, well, it's definitely true. So I feel better now. <laughs> but uh, no, it's great to see you guys. And uh, it's going to be a, an interesting episode because today I'm going to be updating you and all of our listeners on this summit that I've been planning for the last couple of months. And that is due to start next Tuesday. That's January 18th. Um, listeners, uh, the last couple of episodes from Monday and Tuesday, I already know that I've been through a bit of a meltdown over the weekend and I've, I've turned the corner on that, but we'll, we'll touch on that a little bit as well. But I finally can actually give you some information about it. I mean, I've, I've been honing it. I've been arranging speakers. Cindy's going to be one of the speakers. Um, I've been making sure oh, as much of the things could be done as could be done in time. I've got help now helping me with the stuff that I couldn't get done because of my little meltdown. So it's all come together. And, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to the 18th, and I'm hoping um, some of our listeners are going to be able to join us, too, because that's just going to make it even more special. But let me just give you a rundown of what we're going to be doing. So it's going to be broken up into two pieces, if you will. The first piece is a two-day summit. And let me tell you, I have packed those two days. We've got six hours of stuff going on on both days, so a total of 12 hours, 12 speakers. Cindy's one of the, the people um, that I'll be interviewing. And then we've got workshops scheduled after that on the 20th, 21st, and 27th. Um, by the days is because, well, different schedules for the people who are leading our workshops. Um, so that's what, that's what worked out. And, uh, let me just tell you who the speakers are going to be on Tuesday. We're going to lead off with Dan Mangana, who of course is himself a multimillionaire and his topic, not surprisingly, is going to be the millionaire mindset and what that's all about. And then our own Cindy Chavez joining us uh, at uh, 12 that day. These are times for all Eastern time. So New York time for uh, people in the U.S. or around the world. Just, you know, do the uh, calculation. Um, so at 12 p.m. it'll be Cindy. She's going to be talking with us about building successful business relationships. 1 p.m. that's going to be Kelly Coulter. Uh, people here on the show will remember that she visited us in November. And she is the one who coaches fitness pros and helps them develop their marketing and, and helped a lot of them during the pandemic to turn their offline business into an online business. So not surprisingly, the topic we'll be discussing with her is how to turn an offline business into a virtual business. Followed by Andrew Kaplan, who's the best-selling author of the Law of, last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read. Uh, which is a rash title, but he actually backed it up and he proved it because he has sold over 90,000 copies so far. And so his topic is going to be, are you ready for this? How I reached 90,000 plus people with my <laughs> message and how you can too. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. And we have uh, Selena Dorsey, who is my teacher actually on how to do summits. And she's going to teach how to build an online summit business. And then the final speaker on that day is going to be Cassie Parks, who joined us last September or October, I don't remember, um, who, of course, Jackie knows also. She's going to be talking about how to manifest a 10K income. Um, then that's Tuesday. That's just one day. I mean, you know, that's uh -huh. right there. The other half is going to be Wednesday. That's going to be leading off with Disha Wadup, who's from the UK. We had her on the program last fall as well. 
She is an expert, among other things, on building a business using social media. So, of course, her topic is secrets to unlocking your business success via social media. We're very simple with the topics here. Um, 12 o'clock that same day, it's going to be uh, Maria Elizabeth von Niekrip. And I don't think I pronounced your name right, but I you did. My did I get it right? Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a South African name. So good. Oh, <laughs> I got it then. All right. Um, anyway, she is uh, the one who came out and talked about uh, cryptocurrency trading and all the uh, ways you can get hurt and scammed and all that kind of stuff. Well, she's going to come on and talk about not only the unvarnished truth about that, but she's later on going to give us a workshop on what you can do to actually safely, well, as safe as possible in a risky trading situation, give yourself the opportunity to do well in that if that's something you're interested in doing well in. Then one o'clock, we got Debbie G, who does the Friday show with us. Um, she is going to talk about starting a business with no money, and she's very well qualified on that one because she was homeless. And she went from homeless to creating a business called Spirituality Gone Wild that has been, well, it went wild, <laughs> let me just say. So that's going to be a good one. Then Neil Positivity, who also does the Friday show with us, he's going to be uh, talking about starting and building a successful speaking business. 3 p.m., that's going to be Joel Elson coming back after being away for a while. Yeah, that's really cool. He's going to talk about his own background. By the way, his story alone is going to make the entire summit worthwhile. Even if you don't do anything else, you got to hear his story. It's fabulous. And it's going to lead up to his experience working with a young client of his who we call Marcus in order to protect his real identity. And... I, we've told this story before here on the show, but you really, really want to hear this from Joel because, oh, my God, this is the most inspiring story you will ever hear. And then finally, at four, we've got David Strickles, Shima David, coming on to talk about his uh, Kaya Boot Camp and master classes and so forth. And we're going to get a little bit of a stream session during that. So that's what the summit section is all about. Two six-hour days jam-packed with some absolutely fabulous speakers. And then we get the workshops. Thursday, um, we've got three on Thursday, one on Friday, and then one the following Thursday. Um, Thursday the 20th, Disha Wada, who, uh, of course, is speaking first on, on the Wednesday part of the summit. She's going to do a little group coaching, kind of along the ways that she actually does a group coaching in her regular practice, particularly for people who perhaps already have a business going and have wanted to do more with, with uh, social media. So you'll be able to actually ask questions in that workshop. Um, directly get some coaching on your particular situation. So that's going to be really, really worthwhile. And then, as I mentioned earlier, Maria Van Niekerk is going to do uh, a workshop on cryptocurrency. So if you want to learn about what that's all about and 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 get an idea of you know, kind of a one-on-one -on -one how she does coaching when she's working with people um, to help them get going, that's going to be a great workshop for that. Um, if you've ever wanted to learn how to do, how to do a summit, Selena's going to do the next workshop on Friday, the third or on Thursday rather, the uh, third workshop of the day. So how to start your first summit, and then on Friday, Dan and Gaina, this is going to be a really cool one. Dan and Gaina is going to come in on Friday and do a workshop, blasting through your money blocks. And if you've ever seen Dan do this, this is really interesting, ladies. He he asks you a bunch of of it's kind of like a psychologist questionnaire. And he just asked you, you know, what's your favorite color? What, what's your, you know, when you think of this, what do you think of? You know, here's three options. And, and, and he basically uses that to get behind your, your conscious mind and feed your subconscious mind with ideas that help you get rid of money blocks that are in, in the way and even identify what some of those blocks were. And you watch when he does it, 
because he's going to be doing it with actual participants. Anybody who wants to be in that workshop, who wants to be a participant, will be able to do so. And and you can just tell instantly they're saying, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I mean, it's like <laughs> one after another. It's it's fascinating to watch him do this. And, and so this is going to be a great opportunity. If you've got a money block and you've wanted some help getting rid of it, this is going to be a great way to do it with the workshop that Dan's going to lead on that Friday. And then finally, the final, following Thursday, Kelly Coulter is going to come back and she's going to do a group coaching session on that same topic she talked about, turning an offline business into a virtual business. So that's the whole package that we've been putting together for the last couple of months here. And I'm exhausted just saying it. <laughs> it's a lot. Wow. It's so good. So juicy. Now, the one thing I can't tell you yet is I can't tell you you can buy tickets now because we're still working on the sales funnel because of the meltdown I had. But I was speaking with Paula, who's helping me with that. We think we're going to have it by Friday. So what's going to happen is um, many of you, of course, listen to the podcast well after we record and publish them. So I'm going to go through um, this week. And once we have that link, I'm going to put it in each of the descriptions for each of the episodes this week. So no matter which episode you're listening to, if you don't see the link, it just means we haven't got it in there yet, but it will be there um, by Friday. That's the plan anyway. And then um, also, and this is really, really important for LOA Today listeners, um, pricing on this for the general public, uh, for the summit portion, it's going to be a $95 product. And for uh, for the summit, and then if you also get the workshops, then it's a $195 product. But LOA Today listeners, they get a discount. So if you go for the summit as an LOA Today listener, there'll be a code. The code is, are you ready for this? LOA Today. Can I just Ooh. Could you repeat one? that, please? <laughs> LOA Today. Oh, by the way, you can do it with or without a space. Either way, it works okay. <gasps> <laughs> but with that uh, LOA Today code, the $95 summit fee gets reduced to, I, I can't remember if it's 45 or 47 So it's basically half price. And then if you take it with the workshops, it gets reduced to, I think it's $125 instead of $195. So we're giving LOA Today listeners some really great discounts. So that's what we've got so far. I'll be telling you more as we proceed through the rest of the week. Um, also, I want to give a little heads up because of doing a summit next week. There won't be any shows recorded next Tuesday through Friday. Um, so just kind of Mark that on your calendar. There won't be shows, but if you still want to be tuning in, hey, just you know, buy a ticket to the summit. That's the real easy way to do it. Um, <laughs> so there's where we are right now. And so, uh, well, could you say the dates again of when the summit yes. actually happens? So the summit part is Tuesday and Wednesday, January 18th and 19th, and in New York time zone, it will be. It'll actually start before 11 a.m. Probably, I'll probably start it at 10:45 so I can do some introductory stuff. Um, so 10:45 to 5 p.m. New York time on Tuesday the 18th and the same times on Wednesday the 19th. So those are the two days of the actual summit itself. And then the workshops will be on Thursday. There will be three of them, Thursday the 20th, starting at 10 a.m. and running until 4 p.m. Friday, there will be the one workshop with Dan and Gaina, the Blasting Through Money Blocks. That will be from 4 to 6 p.m. New York time. And then Thursday, the 27th, from 12 to 2 p.m., that will be Kelly Coulter doing the coaching session on turning an offline business into a virtual business. So, yeah, there is all the, the times once again. And I'll put them into the description of the uh, of the podcast episode today so you can see all that. And that way you don't have to remember it all. <laughs> 
Now, I mentioned earlier, both earlier this weekend, earlier to you guys, that I, I've been dealing with a meltdown on this thing, um, getting ready to make it happen. Now, I had this all planned out. I mean, I had my schedule worked out. I mean, and if I'd been able to stick to the schedule, it would be launched by now. Everybody would be able to go to the sales page. Everybody would be able to, you know, place their order for tickets and so forth. But I had my little meltdown. And I, I, I talked a lot about it a little bit on Monday and Tuesday, but I want to go into it a little bit more today just to say what happened because, and this ties in directly to what um, what I was able to discover by taking that Taya Bootcamp. For those who uh, need a little refresher, one of the things that we talk about in Taya is we, we do a, a session, it's a one-on-one session with the stream and they help you identify what they call your three transgressors, which three root transgressors, which are things usually from your very, very early youth, um, often parental influences that affect us in a way that a transgressor would. I mean, they, 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 they affect us adversely. And then they tend to start turning into programs that play over and over again in our subconscious minds as our lives go on. Well, in Thai, of course, we go through trying to detune all that. And I was pretty sure I detuned it all. And I was doing well. I was feeling really good until I started doing this project. And it, it was kind of like, it was a little bit there at times. So I, was, I would do a little more detuning and so forth. And then I got two weeks away from it. And all of a sudden, I got hammered with the old program coming back again. And by hammered, I mean huge doubts. Oh, this whole thing's going to fall apart. Nobody's going to come. The speakers are going to all mess up. I mean, it was like one, it was a deluge of fears coming through. And I'm thinking to myself, where is this coming from? What is, I didn't even recognize it as a root transgressor at that point. All I knew was that I was depressed, like, like out of the blue. And so I, I just figured, well, I'll, I'll just keep working on it. And I'll, you know, I'll do the podcast every day, which I did. And you know, doing the podcast would always help. So I felt better after that. And then I'd wake up the next morning and I'd look back where I started from. And it, the worst part was I wasn't getting anything done because I was so down. I couldn't get in. And I didn't even dare do any work because if I tried to do something, you know how that is, right? If, you, if you're trying to do something when you're in a bad space, you do it wrong. You screw it up. So on the one hand, I was afraid to do anything for that reason. And on the other hand, I couldn't even motivate to do anything. I mean, there was no motivation at all. And I, I guess it was, among other things, a real lesson in just how powerful these old programs can be. Even when you think you've dealt with them, mm-hmm. even when you think that you've put them behind, they still can come back. I imagine you guys deal with that with, with you know, in your coaching practice. You probably deal with that with clients all the time. But boy, was it a shock for me. Well, I think we deal with it. I think everyone deals with it. Sometimes it's not with clients. It's just with our own stuff. Yeah, with right. our own cells. Yes, absolutely. And, and you know, brain science-wise, those neural pathways never go away. Yep. So when you step into something that feels risky and big and your next self and, you know, and you've, you've got a lot invested in it, then that's ripe time for everything to get activated. Mm-hmm. Well, it worked. <laughs> well, that's what your brain's there for, right? Just to stop the Yeah, your brain's doing exactly what it's supposed to do. Yay, brain! It did it brilliantly. Mm-hmm. I just wish I had a little forewarning, is all. <laughs> but I guess it doesn't really work that way. Well, you know, sometimes you hear people use the term sabotage or self-sabotage. And I never liked that term because I just think we're always working on protecting ourselves. So 
you know, it's, it's your brain's way of protecting you from something that could fail, protecting you from something you haven't done before, something new, something different, something scary, whatever it is. Um, and in our brain, as you see, it's really good at it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not that you're trying to sabotage yourself. It's just that no. you want to you feel safe. That's all. Mm-hmm. And that's all in inverted commas. That's everything, right? That's everything. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. That's all. And that's everything. Mm-hmm. It's, um, and actually my, my mentor, Simone Soul, um, when she was creating her big program, one of the things I really noticed, um, and that my best directors used to build in is time for the meltdown. And it sounds so mm. counterintuitive for law of attraction wise, because it's like, why would you prepave for something you don't want? But it's that same thing as if you got weather coming, you go and buy the bread and the milk and the toilet paper, right? I yes. mean, it's just that, it, it is that thing. Humaning requires preparing. And this is humaning. This is. When I'm, I'm building a huge program for myself to launch in the second half of the year and I'm building in weeks to feel like crap. Because if I don't, then that's lovely and I will celebrate and I will scoot forward and everything, but I am expecting my brain to have the meltdowns, to get really, really nervous about this. And I need time to to self-coach, to talk to my own coaches, to talk to my cards, to sit with, to go and walk the skyways and not think about business at all, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or do my usual diversion tactic, which is Googling barista jobs on the Internet because <laughs> I know, you know, my brain knows I can do that, so let's right. go do something we're good at, right? Exactly, um, and that's, yes. <laughs> and that's exactly what happens, right? So it, and because it feels safe, it knows how to make a latte and it knows that if we show up, we'll get paid eight bucks an hour. And that's, that feels really safe and really, and so much less nerve wracking than creating something that you're going to ask people to pay for. So, oh, yeah. so this building in, um, I think when we are deliberate creators, we like to function under the idea that we can override all the humaning. And a lot of the time that is legit, but a, a lot of the time we shoot ourselves in the foot because when we don't acknowledge that this is what our brain does and this is what is likely to happen and we can, in our smart and savvy way, build in time to to deal with it. Or not have to. Either way, the spaciousness is really worthwhile. Um, and so I, I think, um, I think the, the, the activation of fears is natural and it's exactly what our brains are meant to do. And it's allowing for that really crappy dress rehearsal so that opening night is fabulous. I, I love, love that you use the term weather. Mm hmm. Right. Like yeah. we talk about internal weather, emotional weather and somebody like me that lives down here where we have hurricanes. It's such a great analogy. It's yeah. like, you know, hurricane has a hurricane. There's a hurricane season, <laughs> June through November. <laughs> and it's yeah. like we might get no hurricanes that affect us and we might have a half a dozen. And, you know, but we do know that there will be some hurricane that forms that we have to get ready for. 
And like you said, you know, do we do it? Yeah, we go, we buy all the stuff, we get all ready. If it doesn't come, awesome. Mm -hmm. It didn't come. It didn't get us. We didn't have to deal with it. Our power stayed on. We're so grateful. But if it does come, we're ready. And, you know, humaning, such a great verb. Um, We can, we do hear this a lot in conscious creator circles, in law of attraction circles, this idea that we can sort of, um, get around that and not have to deal with all of that, you know, and it, it's, you're not, ne- we're never going to not be human while we're here as humans on the planet. So there's nothing, there's no shame in being human. There's no shame in having a meltdown, really. Uh, it's mm-hmm. just part of the process, you know, my, my son will write to me POP and then you like university, pop university. The POP is part of the process. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) if something really, you know, uncomfortable is going on and I say, oh, I'm sorry to hear this. He'll say, pop you. Just pop you. Just part of the process, right? Yeah, it is. It's absolutely. I I have a client who, um, who tried, she, she found her business unsustainable. And what we narrowed it down to is that her natural introversion wasn't being honored at the end of an extroverted time. So she would show up and lead a a fabulous workshop or whatever and then try and do sessions straight afterwards and not be able to show up fully. And then she would go, okay, I'm really bad at this, right? But when we said, I said to her, how how much time do you give yourself after to fill your well to recoup your your the 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 energy that you've given out and she went oh no no i'm trying to ride the i'm trying to you know make sure that they don't lose interest or whatever and said no it, it that's not working so she gave herself an integration day and she told everybody else this workshop requires integration so we don't do anything the day after sessions start that and her engagement skyrocketed because she was honoring herself and the energy of her work and the humaning it takes to deliver it. So it so, wasn't just good for her. It was good for all the clients. It was good too. for everybody. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it is, it's, you are so right to not try and force through the, the, do the work when you didn't, weren't ready for it. Um, because yeah, that's, that's not helpful either, but, um, I, I, I love that you, you asked for help and I, and I don't think it, your, your product's going to be any the worse for it. In fact, I think moving forward, it's going to be even better because you now know things, um, that this experience has given you that you wouldn't have had otherwise. Including this fabulous idea you just gave me about build in meltdown time. I never considered that possibility, but that's because a great we idea. Don't- we don't want to acknowledge that you know, we are so focused on deliberate creator creations that we we dismiss the humaning and we cannot. Mm. It's like, you know, it's, it's that whole thing I had with thoughts become things. Yeah, the becoming is a verb. It means get off the couch and do something. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's like it does become things, but there's a doing part that has to happen. We want it to inspire, we want it to be aligned, but it is part of our humaning. And and so, yeah, it's it's. I love that you had the time to have a meltdown. 
Me too. <laughs> just, just enough. <laughs> just, just enough also to freak me out. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. And and next time you do it, you'll go. Okay, so the week before this happens, um, yes. I'm likely to I'm likely to need a day or two off. So yes. let's just let's just spread out that timeline a bit. And you know, every director I worked with used to build in what we would call a cold week. And it was a, I used to think it was cold because you kind of wanted to like let everything just settle down. But he did, he said it was because when you put a cluster of 20 to 30 people together, there's going to be a cold virus that goes around and annihilates everybody. <laughs> this is like somewhere in there. Everybody's going to share a cold. You, we can't help it. And of course, all us actors with our throats and our scarves and our throats frozen, goggles and sherry and stuff. We we are susceptible, but also under the lights, the air is so dry, um, you know, everybody gets a cold. So he would build it into the schedule, and he said it was always something that the producers used to argue with. like, why have you got a week more? Well, because this is going to happen when you put a whole bunch of humans together. It always happened. That's you a know, smart and director. Yeah, and it wasn't until I saw Simone building her own thing, and I'm going – that's smart. That's allowing for you to be human and a deliberate creator. You get mm. to be human and this force of nature in the world. Um, and one doesn't derail the other. And, you know, and when you build that spaciousness into your process of creating, then once the thing is done and finished, you know, you will not have that sense of, even if it's a big success, right? You won't have that sense of, oh yeah, it was a big success, but I don't think I want to do this again. It just wore me right. out. Right. Which is like so many people's, like I was telling Walt before the show, a friend of mine, um, five, six, seven years ago, it's been a long time, but we were, we were in a summit together as, you know, uh, being interviewed. And then, you know, months later we talked about, we should put a summit together. We both know the ins and outs of how to do it. We've both done it many times. And when we showed up on our first, you know, call together to start planning, we both were like, we don't want to do this. <laughs> Neither one of us wanted to do it. Why? Because our, you know, experiences before didn't have that built in time. Mm -hmm. Knowing what I know now, I would definitely build it. Everything I build now, I make it really spacious. But that's because when I get to the end, whether it's a success or not, I don't want my memory of it. Because remember, memory is stored in our body. Right, like muscle memory, trauma stored in the body. Like, I don't want my memory, I don't want my body saying no. Like, no, we're not going to do that again. That was horrible on me, you know, which I think my body was saying that time. We were both like, yeah, no. <laughs> and so when you give yourself all that space, you won't have that because you won't traumatize yourself in the process of putting it together. And, and Walt, when you're teaching your summit, and you're doing the interviews that are like teaching people how to do a summit, you can put this information in there. Yeah. Well, I plan to, <laughs> yes. I also want to alert people too. Uh, I have to a certain extent already learned this lesson in that even though I have a packed schedule, it isn't going to be full hour interviews. They're going to last about 40 minutes and there's going to be a 15 to 20 minute break between sessions. So you See, don't have to feel like you saturated, right? <laughs> that, that one I figured out before. I don't know why I didn't figure out what you, what you talked about. Because that was brilliant. That was great. But some reason, I just didn't even go there. 
I think it's you can't read the jar when you're in the label. I mean, you can't read the label when you're in the jar. You know, yeah. it's just it's just a case of you do need it shown to you. Um, I mean, I knew it from theater, but it wasn't until I saw my mentor do it that I went, oh wait, this applies to business too. Ha! <laughs> Who knew? So, <laughs> you know, as I, I I mentioned it to my mom that my grandbaby had brought home a cold and their whole family was sick. And she said, oh, God, yes. She said, we never planned anything for the first weekend after school started. Yep. And I went, what? She said, because one of you would be sick, and then all of us would be sick. And so I just didn't do it. It's like, I went, yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> pass it on. You know, we forget. But there's no manual, and we all forget these things. And so, yeah, it's and that's why this kind of technology is so cool, because now there are people out there who are planning mm-hmm. something fabulous, and they're saying, Oh yeah, maybe I should give myself the weekend off afterwards or the weekend yeah. off before opening night or whatever. Maybe both. Maybe both. How's about that? And then, mm-hmm. you know, and it's so, it's so, what I love is that it's so subversively breaking the, the industrial complex because this is oh. the kind of freedom that we've never been, we have not been allowed for generations. You clock in regardless and you do your eight hours and then you can leave. Um, and we really don't care. So long as you're vertical, you just show up. Um, and so this way we get to honor the human rhythms. We get to honor the kind of brains we have. Um, and we're still massively productive and effective. Um, and I think More productive. I, I just love these conversations. Yeah. In fact, I'm reminded also that there were many people who would go through that industrial complex routine. They put in their eight hours and they wouldn't come out of it horizontal or vertically yeah. come out of it. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it was just kind of, oh, well, that's just part of it. That it was, yeah, it was also, you know, suck it up, buttercup. This is, this right. is how it is, right? And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I, and I think, um, it's, it's, it's been so prevalent that it's like the water that the fish swims in. It doesn't pay any attention to that. Um, until we start pointing out that there actually is another way we can, we can do this. By honoring our brains, we can do this by ma- taking a really long run up. Um, and for those of you who like to do, too. yeah, and for those who like to leap in and just dive and do it, that's wonderful. If that if that is how you are wired, honor it. You do not have to do this just because we think it's a good idea. But right. and that's also part of it, right? You don't have to follow anybody else's rhythm. You can honor your own, and that's the best way to create a life you love. Is I'll tell you though, I, I'd still recommend it because I mean, what, what's the term from uh, uh, the stuff that you looked up for me, Cindy? I'm like a manifesting generator or something like that. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, you're a manifesting generator. Jackie's a generator. I'm a projector. Those are three completely different energy, you know, patterns. And you know, we can't expect everyone. And and the the pattern, the manifester, which isn't here is the one that the world tries to make everyone be, right? Just mm-hmm. hustle, just go, just do it. Yeah. Just the run. five o'clock in the morning club. I don't think there should be two five o'clocks in a day. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Amen, sister. I am with you on that one. That's what nearly killed me is that for, I had – I don't know where I got this, you know, Walt, it was probably one of my main root transgressors, but I grew up in an entrepreneurial family, family business. And 
somewhere I had this idea that, you know, that if you weren't up and being productive, you know, before the sun, then you were just, you know, useless. And so yes. most of my life, <laughs> and I was the one that said, oh, I get more done before 9 a.m. than most people get done all day. And it was true. And I would get up at, at 4.45 and I would go like gangbusters all day. And, you know, after a few decades of that, it nearly killed me because my adrenals mm. decided that they were done and they were tired of this BS. Right. And, uh, come to find out when I looked at my human design and saw that I have way less natural energy generated than, you know, a generator or a manifesting generator. And that it said something like, you should never be working more than three or four hours a day. I just about spit out my tea because it was like, oh my goodness. So my kids and people that know me well will know that forever I've always been the person that's like, they're like, do you want to watch this movie with us? And I'm like, it's seven o'clock. Like, you know, like, are you crazy? Like, you can't start a movie now. And they're like, oh, (laughs) I'm a musician. My kids are musicians. And so there are always a lot of musicians around. And there was this one guy that's like one of my adopted sons. that was always around when the kids were younger in college. And, he would say, um, we live in the South, so everybody's name gets a handle. So I'm Miss Cindy, right? So he would say, Miss Cindy, my, my band is playing again this weekend. And I would be going, great. Like, where? Okay, I want to come. Like, what time do you guys go on? And he'd be like, well, we're, we're not, we don't go on till 11. <laughs> I'd be like, can't you go on at like 8? He said, Miss Cindy, we're not playing old folks' homes. I was like, well, I'm sorry, but I'm not up at 11 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, you know, so I build so much space into everything because, but you know what I've recognized is once, once I started doing this, Jackie knows this from just things we've planned together forever. It's like all the spaciousness that we build in now routinely, we get, we get more done probably than we did before. Don't you think Jackie? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm much more effective. Um, and I think yeah. that because, you know, when I, when I rushed, um, like a bull at the gate, I would, I would have to redo anyway because I'm not doing it in the right energy. Right. So I would yeah. have to probably have to redo. And, um, and then when I gift myself the time to show up, fully with my well-filled and my my deliberate creation practice intact and my identity set up and all those things, um, then the the words just come and they're effective and impactful and I don't have to edit for four days. And I it's just like I am in my zone. I can drop in quick and deliver and then I'm done. And then yeah. I go and patter about my kitchen and make something or whatever it is. And that I don't have, I shorten my recovery time. I also shorten, um, I, I amplify the effectiveness of the work itself. All of it. It's just, yeah, I'm more effective at being me when I honor the rhythms that make me. And I think something important to remember, and especially for anybody listening that's interested in or into already human design, is that generators and manifesting generators, they may have more energy, but you can still get burnt out. Humans Mm -hmm. can get burnt out. It doesn't matter what human design type you are. All humans can get burnt out. So we have to build that in. That analogy you always hear of putting your own oxygen mask on before you put, you know, the, the child's on is so appropriate because like Jackie said, you know, I love that you said when your well is filled, 
you can drop in and be effective. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's how it is because we're, you know, we're getting everything that we need. So super important. Walt, how are you feeling? <laughs> Much better, actually. Thank you. <laughs> this definitely is helping me. And I'm really appreciating how much emphasis we are placing on the humanness. I hadn't really thought about it in those terms, but boy, that really is true. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I was thinking earlier about how so much of what we talk about here on the show, but also what we talk about out in general life is about stuff. It's what's the negatives, right? And, mm -hmm. and often we have to talk about the negatives because that's how we get through the negatives to the positives. But I was also reminding myself the number one reason why I think we all come here is to live. Mm -hmm. We've kind of lost sight of that sometimes. Yeah, we and are we are having this human experience. experience. Mm -hmm. It really yeah. is. Yeah, and and so, that means navigating with a brain that actually doesn't want you to try anything new. So that's the paradox that drives me nuts every single <laughs> <Me> time. <too>. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're here to evolve, and evolution takes risk and trying new things, um, and being the misfit, the one outside the cave, right? And yet we're yes. given a brain that says, whatever you do, don't do that. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it, it's just, but then that's how we, that's the, that's the piece. That's the, the brilliance of, of creating a life we love with our human brain. It just um, hit me. That's why evolu evolution is so slow. Yeah. Because oh, sure. more, the brain gets in the way. Yes. Because the brain is fighting us every step of the way, right? Every I mean, step of the way. But learning how to listen to, I just, I just had sort of an aha moment. Um, I don't think our listeners would know this, but you two would because we've talked about it the last two weeks before the show. And that is that I don't know how to describe that feeling when you quote, you know, making air quotes, feel like you're coming down with something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think we that, all know it. That feeling of we joke around here because we love Seinfeld. So we call it general malaise, you know, that the Seinfeld. Yes. Like that. But it's like the feeling that it's not a real symptom. Like you don't have a fever, but you do feel kind of chilly, you know, and you don't really have aches, but you do feel kind of pre achy. It's kind of that. And I recognized that I had that Christmas night and I made a hot potty and I bundled up and I started taking some, you know, uh, <laughs> supplements I take when I feel under the weather and I was fine the next morning. Then I had it happened uh, the night before our last podcast. And I told you guys about it when I came to the show and I literally came to the show knowing I'm going to feel better after the show. Cause I always do. Cause we always make each other laugh and it's just an upbeat show. And I felt better after the show and I felt better. It happened again yesterday. And I was just talking to a friend before the show and I was telling her that I said, I just keep having these waves of the only way I can describe it is I feel like I'm coming down with something, but I, I go sit, I bundle up, I have some tea, whatever, and I'm better. And I, I just realized, okay, there is practically only one thing that will get me to slow down. It's the feeling like I'm coming down with something. Oh, yes. So I think this is my body's way of saying, stop. Like you're going too hard, just stop and take a break. Because as soon as I do, I'm, I never get the thing that I think is coming, right? <laughs> the cold or whatever you want to call it. And in oh, living now in this time of COVID, you know, every time somebody sneezes or gets a sore throat, they're like, oh no, you know. Sure. But I think that that is 
me learning um, at this late date how to listen to my body say, you need to slow down. Uh, wow. Really good. That, that is very cool. cool. That is so cool. You need to make a post-it note so you don't forget it next time. <laughs> <laughs> I always, you know, I, for when my kids were young and they're in their mid-30s now, but when they were really small, they had some health issues that were not being helped by regular medicine. And so I started studying nutritional healing and herbal healing and different things. And I've studied those things for decades. So I often get phone calls where people will call me up and say, what do I do? I have this going on. And I'll say, oh, you know, this is helpful. And I'll know right away what to tell them. Like sometimes I've wondered if I could have been a medical intuitive because sometimes I just know what to tell them. And then they'll call me and say it helped, right? But when it's me, I <laughs> everything I know. <laughs> That's when you put your fingers in your metaphorical ears and you're going, la, 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 la. <laughs> My husband will go, well, aren't you supposed to blah, 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 because he's heard me tell someone else. And I go, oh, yes, thank you. <laughs> That's what it was, right. Yeah. I knew there was yeah. something. It was right there. I'm the same. I'm the same. It's just like, you know, and I, I, I remember complaining about something in my business and I just couldn't, I couldn't get that, that feeling or whatever. And, and, the colleague I was talking to, she said, I know this really smart woman. Hang on, I'll get a video link. And she put it there. And it was my own damn video. <laughs> I was so pissed at her. And I was saying all the things. And it was like, damn it. Okay, yes. <laughs> the things. <laughs> so great. Said, oh, but it yes, is, you, know, you can't see the label when you're inside you the jar. You can't see the label when you're in the jar, and you can't see the what you can't see the program when you are the coding error. So mm. yeah, it is. This is it, and this is this is how we navigate. And um, and I'm I'm so glad to have conversations around this because deliberate creating. This is the piece that deliberate creators shame themselves for when it doesn't work. Yes. Yes. And, and dismiss. So they kind of set themselves up for it not to work in some ways. Um, and it's, and, and, and it's, it's thrown out as un, un LOA. And it's not. It's, it's part of how, you know, it's like, if we're talking attraction with a magnet. You kind of have to point the magnet at the thing. You can't cover yeah. the magnet up with all sorts of stuff because then it doesn't, it doesn't magnetize. So when we're, when we're wanting to be a vibrational match, that includes handling the humaning. That includes things like making sure that you're well slept and rested. That includes things like understanding that your brain's going to hate this. Um, and it's, and it, it's all these things and it's part of making ourselves available for the law of attraction to work, it's magic. Um, it's also and about it, letting ourselves letting ourselves off the hook, really, because yes, like you're suggesting, yeah. we, yes. we beat ourselves up. I, I, that's what I was doing. I was, I was. I oh, could hear you're it. so far behind here. You're just you're 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 going to get in so much trouble with yourself if you just don't get to work here. I mean, it was the same things going over and over in my mind, and I was saying to myself, "Give myself a break. Come on, I can't take this anymore." <laughs> Mm -hmm. But there's something else I wanted to mention. You, you mentioned how, like, when you when you need to take a break, you'll you'll take a walk on your on the walkways or whatever. You'll you'll do stuff like that. And I actually started something new as a way to get away over the last few days. You guys know I got um, an electric piano keyboard. Yes. Well, I've been going to the keyboard and I've been doing scales. 
Now, yeah. anyone who's ever played piano knows this is not the beautiful music part. This is just where, <laughs> where you're building up your hands and you're, muscle, you're memory. With muscle memory yeah. and, and the weak fingers need a little strengthening and all that. It's not fun. It was fun. <laughs> By comparison, it was so much, it was a low thought activity. I didn't have to think about it. All I had to do was just kind of sit there and press the keys and read the music and try to stick with the metronome and all. That was it. What a big difference compared to when I was a kid learning. When I was a kid, oh, this, yeah. that was like pulling teeth. That, yeah, that was just like, oh, God, I can't stand doing this. Now it was actually enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. And how smart, because now next time when you're when that circuit starts being activated and it starts telling you shitty things about yourself, um, then you can go, well, you know what I'm good at? I'm good at playing scales. I'm going to go and play scales. Yeah. And just do that. Um, you know, yeah. I, I recommend doing something that you're a- adequate at even. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, I'll generally go and bake something. Um, and, or, you know, or I'll, or I'll go and f- go for a walk. Um, whatever though, it's that thing that, that gets your brain to deactivate. Um, because it's, it's the, the, the science term is an amygdala hijack. You have gone into, mm-hmm. into an actual brain state through which you cannot think. And that's the important part. You can't think around it. You have to deactivate. And the quickest way to deactivate is do something really thoughtless or totally natural. So, yeah, Yeah. movement movement is huge. And even playing Mm -hmm. the piano, okay, that's not the same as walking, but it is is a movement that requires, like, an attention. And so that, I think, is so smart. So put that in your toolbox. Plus it's scales. A, lot, a lot more comfortable than walking at 10 degrees Fahrenheit. I mean, yes. Oh, yes. Even, even us with our skyways, I say, yeah, no, that entails leading the building. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie, are this, I've never asked you this before, but are the skyways c- cold? Um, the, ours is, okay, each skyway is owned half and half by the various buildings that it's attached to. Yeah. Some of them are heated. And some of them have cheapskate owners who are not. Uh, and not. <laughs> so ours, the half of ours up to the sliding door is heated. <laughs> and then when we get to our neighbor across the way there, because they are down to, I, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, they are down to pandemic levels of staff, right? So there's not a lot of people in their building. So they're keeping it really cold. Well, by my mm-hmm. comparison, anything under 60 is under 65 is called, cool. but, but, but they don't heat that skyway. So, but the, the benefit is that you walk hella fast over that little pass <laughs> <laughs> until you get to the next building, which is warmed. So I get my little trot in, you know, and I, I always think I, you know, I look not unakin to Wally, you know, in my, in my padded outfit and, but, well, else I'm not wearing a jacket because hello skyways. So I have to walk hella fast. Um, so some of them are, most of them are, some of them are not, but I they're always wonder that. Like outside. you in there. Like they're you always Yeah. It's like living in a mall. It basically, I live in a six mile mall. Um, and, <laughs> and it's, it's really lovely. I just love it. It's my favorite thing. Um, and there's no traffic lights and there's no, no construction. All the construction's happening below you. Um, and the, the restaurants are all coming back. Minneapolis is waking up again, which is really nice. So no, that's really good. Yeah, that's nice. Mm-hmm. And you don't so, have yes. to ever go out in the zero degree temperature, which is even better. 
Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Well, I did. We walked over to Whole Foods um, on Sunday and it was minus 13. Oh. Um, and I'm very pleased that I stopped arguing with the humaning side. It was like because last time we were here, I resisted reality so much because I really didn't want to be here. I wanted to be in Savannah. And so I flatly refused to buy a reality-based coat, which shall be said. A coat that will cope with minus 13. This time, because I've decided that this is where we're going to be for a while, I bought the coat and the difference it makes is phenomenal. Mm. I mean, I only, I only have to walk two blocks, but I am not miserable by the time I get there. Um, yes. you know, and it has made an enormous difference. So the humaning part is the same as dealing with weather. It is minus 13. Um, you might I just want love that you said a reality-based coat. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to an identity-based coat, which is yes, all the glamour and fabulousness, right? So, yes. yes, it is. I mean, I've got my pulse warmers on, and I was wearing the ones that were made for me too, Cindy, yes. And... um so yes, this is reality based. Um, and we can argue with it as much as you like, but frostbite's going to get you whether you're in a happy feeling place or not. This is a very key point too, because there are times when it's appropriate to act as if there are also times when it's not. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, if I'm going to, if I'm going to keep having the capacity to act as if I'm you know, I'm, I'm all the things I want to be. I also have to acknowledge what is right now because that's what I'm building on. That's what I'm building on. So, but I will say, you know, I've spent a lot of time Googling glamorous Arctic wear, which I will tell you there is nothing. And that should be a neat. Why? Why is there not a neat? Uh, so glamorous Arctic wear is, is, is an unfruitful Google search. You still end up looking like the Pillsbury Doughboy, and that's actually better than freezing to death. I will tell you that right now. Yes. Well, you know, when you talk, when you talk about, well, about acting as if and times to act as if and times not to act as if, it made me think about the idea of that I'm acting as if I am someone I'm not trying to change the weather necessarily, right? So it's like like what Jackie just said, how do I do that? Well, I am a glamorous person and I'm going to act like I'm a glamorous person and I also am a glamorous person that needs arctic wear. So what do mm-hmm. I, right like kind of making connecting them together instead yeah. of trying to make things that are external to us change. I mean, they will change. Our external situations do change. But some things like weather and, you know, like certain situations we're in, um, we do need to be reality based as far as how we negotiate them. But we can still act as if we are uh, who we want to be. Right. I mean, that's part of the trick of it all. Mm -hmm. Part of the magic, the power of it is connecting those two things. Yeah, maybe I should have said. Instead of, uh, instead of saying that there are times when it's appropriate to be acting as if and there are other times when it's not, maybe I should have said there are times when you can still act as if, but you have to do it appropriately. Yeah. Yes, I mean, exactly. Because I am acting as if, I'm acting as if I am a glamorous person who navigates Minnesota weather, as opposed to I am a glamorous person who wishes she was in Savannah. Right. right? I mean, 
it's that piece. It is that piece. And, um, and, you know, and now it's just, I, I, I have curated for myself the props that say I am a glamorous person who lives in, 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 in Minnesota, right? And this is what Minnesota version of glamour in the winter looks like. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, and so that's, so, so I still have the lashes and I still wear the earrings and I still smell divine, but I look like the Pillsbury Doughboy and that has to <laughs> be. But see, it was a nice right foot, you know, so when you add six inches of padding, that's what happens. I look like somebody, somebody dropped an anvil on my head. The upside, though, the upside, scarves and hats, you know, it's like I rarely get an opportunity down here and I love hats. Really? And I love yes, scarves. and I have, I have acres of faux fur and I, and I'm investing in vintage gloves because I don't buy leather. Um, but I can buy vintage leathers. So I've got gorgeous gloves and, um, the snazziest boots and all those kind of things. So yeah, it, you know, and, and the difference in how I'm navigating this compared to how I, when I was resisting the situation. I do do this with houses too. People say, I'm only going to be, I hate this apartment. I don't want to stay here longer than the lease, but I've got six months, eight months left on my lease. Well, do you want to commit to six or eight months of being miserable or do you want to make the best of what you've got now? Mm-hmm. It's your decision. That's, it's your creation. That, yeah. that phrase, making the best of. We, I, I think we even tend to turn that into a negative sometimes, but it really isn't, is it? Making the best no. of is actually, if you treat it properly, it's it's, it's a very yeah. strong positive. Yes, and and it's what um, I can't remember his name. Wallace Wattles talks about being a person of increase. I refer yeah. to it as bloom where you're planted, because yeah. you have to outgrow where you are. And that, and if you keep resisting and being miserable about where you are, you're only going to get more of something to be miserable about, right? We've all seen those people who complain about their bosses and then they change jobs and within three months they're complaining about their bosses again. It's because you take your reality with you. So you may as well learn to navigate it with aplomb and grace and in, in the way you want to be. And interestingly enough, along the way, you actually learn about yourself. You do. You do. Absolutely. And you start an entire empire of glamorous Arctic wear. So. Yes. <laughs> Coming to a store near you. <laughs> you know, it's just like, well, I mean, look, Richard Branson started Virgin Airlines because he got sick of airline carriers canceling flights on him. Um, and he hmm. said there has to be a better way to do this. And so he started an airline. It's like, okay, <laughs> I'm not going to start an airline. But yes, yeah, it is that kind of thing. He, the reason he started Virgin Music was because this record store that he went to wouldn't stock the records he wanted. So he got tired of arguing with reality and built a reality that he liked. And so that's what's happened. So we don't argue. We just navigate. Well, I love what you mentioned, you know, Wallace Waddles talking about being a person of increase, because to me, it doesn't just mean more, but in the same way that you said bloom where you're planted, right? mm-hmm. if I look out into the garden and there's 10 stems and they bloom, they have increased, but it's not like I have a lot more. So it's not always about collecting more, but it's about better, right? It's about... Mm-hmm making the best of it 
like yes. making it better. How can you make it? I love, I think Jackie, you asked this question a lot. Um, but it's like, you know, how can I make, um, how can I make this better with what I have? Yeah. Right? What can it's you like, do right now with what you have? Yes. That will scoot you towards closer to what you want. And to me, and that, that's the person of increase. Like mm-hmm. I am becoming more of what I want to become. And that's going to reflect in my, you know, in my environment and in my life in every way, instead of just like biding my time and waiting it out and having to deal with it and eking by or whatever, you know, all these expressions that we hear, but how can I make this better? How can I make it the best of where I'm at now with what I have now? It, there's always a way. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's and it's not you don't have. Sometimes you don't even have to change the thing. You can better your experience of it. For example, making sure you have enough toilet paper and milk and things when the hurricane's coming, or you have a poofy coat when you're going to work at some frigid temperatures, or you got plenty of time to have a meltdown before you do your summit. These are the things that we can navigate. Um, the the reality that we have and imprint the reality we want to create. So we're doing both. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey in the live stream has been posting a couple of interesting things. And, and the latest one he posted just a minute ago, he said pruning is essential to create bigger flowers and juicier fruit. Uh-huh. Exactly. There's actually a, um, a process that happens in our brain that they have identified by calling it pruning and I believe it's, you know, that when we stop going down those neural paths because we've stopped some action. So a habitual action that we decide we're not going to do that anymore. And usually it's a, an, a thought habit that when we stop, those little things actually get pruned, which it can be really bad, right? In, it, it can be uncomfortable sometimes when people will be like, oh, like you have to do some kind of math that you haven't done in 20 years. And you're like, oh, I used to know how to do this. But this is really hard for me now. Right. Mm-hmm. Or you're trying to remember something. That's because you aren't using those neural connections. So they just got pruned because they weren't needed. But on the other hand, we can use that knowledge to our advantage, knowing that even things that seem like they're just hardwired into us because they're so habitual that those thoughts, maybe gremlin kind of thoughts, um, that they will get pruned when we stop using them so much, when we don't entertain them, when we don't dwell on them, when we choose a better thought consistently, mm-hmm. those things will get pruned. I'm glad you brought that up, Jeffrey. <laughs> Pruning. Yeah. It's very important. Yeah. It, yep. In fact, it reminds me also that uh, my, my summit being an example, once I get through the summit, and I've gotten past the bumps of the initial launch period, which is always the hardest thing for anything you're doing, then it seems easier after that because I've got mm-hmm. the experience. Yep. I've already, yes. I already know what the, where, where the pitfalls are. I've been there. I've, been, I've done that. Yes. I've got the future. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. You know, there's two kinds of tasks. There's the one that you love doing, and then there's the one where you love being the person that did it. So, you know, it's just, I'm like that with exercise. I love being the person who has exercised. <laughs> being the person who exercises is not my happy place. <laughs> I heard that from, um, I can't remember who it was. It was a, it was a, a um, an interview, an old one. And he said, the, the guy said, do you like, do you miss writing? 
Oh, no, it wasn't. I was watching Tony Kornheiser on Sports Center, not Sports Center, whatever it was. Um, pardon the interruption. Um, and he said, they said, do you miss writing as in a weekly column for a newspaper? And he says, I don't miss writing. Writing is hard, but I miss having written. And I, I thought that, that is so fascinating to me because yeah. I'm exactly the same. We, I talk about that with housework, with any tough thing, right? We like, mm-hmm. so you can tap into the version of you, Walt, at the end of next week, who's swigging champagne and patting himself on the chest to say, I did it and this was magnificent and next time's going to be even better because of everything I've learned and who I've become in the process. Well, actually, I think I'm going to plan for the meltdown after it, and then I'll do the celebration. I have to do the meltdown first. <laughs> you may not need as much time melting down. You may not. Well, I have more time to celebrate at that point, so that's good. This is that. true. Yeah. This is true. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you, ladies. This has been very therapeutic. I certainly appreciate all your wonderful insights. <laughs> I never would have thought of building in time for meltdowns as part of a schedule. Wow, that is great. That is really yeah. great. Yeah, Simone Soul teaches marketing. It's a good thing to know. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, live streamers. Thank you, podcast listeners. Uh, watch for that link to sign up for the summit next week, and we'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.